Welcome, Welcome travelling friends, friends of Australia. Australia. We are Willem and Annika, and we hope you enjoy this episode of our podcast. Where we have a chat to other travellers and give them the opportunity to tell their stories and share the tips that they've learned along the way. So we've got Shamini and Carl with their four kids. They're travelling Australia at the moment. I think it's only for a short term, but it's long term because um, they're away for a few months. And yeah, we're really excited to hear about their stories, all of their travelling stories and, and how their trip is going so far. Let's talk mm. to Shamini and Carl. Hey guys, how's it going? How are you going guys? Hi guys, Good. lovely well, to see you. you. Nice to see your smiling faces on other end of the camera yeah nice yes. to finally meet you guys as well sort of face to face isn't it <laughs> so the first question we have is uh tell us listeners about a bit who is uh Carl and Chamonix well we are a conventional yet unconventional family currently traveling for about four months around Australia due to COVID our plan was to travel aboard but as many are like we are our hand was played for us to do the Aussie down and we set off to do a lap but we hoped that COVID would clear up as we went and we almost got there South Australia that's not playing its part at the moment so we'll see how it goes for the last stretch we're about three quarters Two thirds, three quarters through. Okay. So, yeah, it's been good. It's been interesting, but it's been yeah. good. <laughs> and we've uh, got a whole tribe yeah. of kids who wants to come and say hi to everybody. Oh, this is our youngest little girl. Her name is Capri. Capri, say hi. Hello. Um, Hello. Yeah. And what's your name, buddy? Monica. This yeah. is this is Monaco. He's seven years old. Bordeaux, uh-huh. come here, buddy. There's another one here. Oh, this is Bordeaux. He's five years old. Hello, Hello Bordeaux. Hey. <laughs> and, and then we've got a three-year-old boy in the car who is just having a snooze. He's the afternoon nap. So we're a, a very, um, not large maybe, but um, an active young family trying to make our way around Australia and keep sane. <laughs> It sounds fun, even yeah. with the kids. I, yeah, I think it'll still be fun. Lots of experiences and I think lots of uh, maybe crazy stories, but fun stories, but just awesome having your family together and being able to experience it all. Yeah, I think it's a, it's a, fir- a couple of firsts in this podcast is uh, you are quite of a, a bigger family than we normally have. Yeah. And um, you're also foreigners. Uh, how long have you been in Australia for? 15 years. Yes. Not foreigners anymore. No. 14. Yeah. 15. Round it up to 15. You guys travel the world a lot, hey? Because I, I've noticed your children's names. and they Explain s- us a bit about yeah, what's going on tell there. Tell us about that. <laughs> we, yes. So obviously my name, Chamonix, is a town in France. Uh, and before Monaco was born who is this chap here, our eldest, we decided to go on a big trip around Europe and we loved Monaco. 
He and actually went to Monaco. Yes, he did. <laughs> <laughs> and we just loved the place and we loved the name. So we decided one day we're fortunate um, to have a, a beautiful boy. We'll call him Monaco. And we were blessed um, a couple of years later, or one year later, that we managed to get this beautiful boy. And uh, Bordeaux is a name that we loved as well. So when it was time to choose number two's name, Bordeaux was pretty much set for us. Everest was a little bit different because he's not a European name, but we just love the idea of what Everest suggests. It's a big mountain and it's, you know, a summit to be achieved. So we love that. And then when we got our last little one, which is a girl, we got stuck. <laughs> yeah, we were blown a little bit because we're not expecting a girl. We thought it would be another boy. Yeah. <laughs> She's just a little cherry on top. <laughs> she is, yes, and she knows that too. <laughs> <laughs> so did you rent the motorhome or is that yours? No, we've rented it from a company called THL or probably more known or better known as the Maui or Brits yeah. branded motorhomes. So we rented that for four months. And we got a good deal. We we paid fifteen thousand dollars for four months, yeah. which we think is a really good deal. It's still a lot of money, yeah. granted, but um, we got special from them. I think with COVID, they didn't expect to mm. get many rentals at that point, and didn't expect to get long-term rentals because we rented it in was it August? I think when we organized July or August when yeah, we probably about July. July when we signed the deal so to say with the company and then three months later we left uh, on our trip and at that point in time things were still really uneasy and uncertain in terms of COVID people weren't traveling anywhere in the meantime it's like things have exploded in terms of caravanning and the number of people going everywhere around Australia we haven't seen much of COVID happening to be honest it's everywhere we've been so far and we've we started in person we went up uh we went clockwise so we've gone through Cairns. i can see there's a little doggy northern territory Cairns, and down that way most places have been chock-a-block most caravan parks it's been really uh, tricky i'd say or we were lucky to find spots in those places for most of them yeah. So, um, COVID has been good, except in the Northern Territory, they were a stretch. Yeah, I would say east from Broome and all the way through the top of the Northern Territory, it has been really quiet. Mm. And it's merely because you're not getting that flow of caravans going from east to west over the top, mm. because probably at that time of year. And through the winter, which would have been basically yes. at the start of COVID, that's when they would start going. So, you could, you could see there was definitely a slowdown in activity. Well, and all the way to the Broome borders, was absolutely chocolate. Because the borders were supposedly closed, but the, the borders were never closed. And this is what people didn't understand. They're not closed. They were just harder to get through if, mm. if depending on where you were coming yeah. from. But so, applications and everything. Yeah, so we didn't have to do... To isolate, that was, that was the big challenge, really. For where some people, isolate? yeah. So when we left WA, we just literally drove over the border, across the border into Northern Territory. No issues, nothing, nada. Nobody pulled us over, nothing. You just kept driving. That's it. Yeah. And when we went from Northern Territory into Queensland, 
there was like a mobile police station van mm. thing that just pulled us over the side of the road basically and saying, hey guys, so where are you going? Pulled, How was pulled it? Pulled out a form and off we went. Literally, it was an online yeah. form. There was nothing. Took your license tricky. basically as a booze bus. Just with mm. no yeah. blowing. Yeah. <laughs> and, then, and then we drove off. So there, there wasn't any issues. Um, and then when we crossed the border from Queensland to New South Wales, which was about a week ago, uh, there wasn't any issues we either. We completely because, missed it. We went over. Yeah. <laughs> Forgot to take footage. So you just... wouldn't even know that you crossed the border because <laughs> yeah. all the border restrictions have been yeah. eased between Queensland and New South Wales. So yeah. no yeah. dramas there. So initially when we started off, we thought that we would be skipping Victoria because at that stage when we planned yeah. to come, Victoria was the only really bad spot mm. and they weren't, you know, we we knew that we'd have to self-isolate at that point in time if we were to return from New South Wales or any other place or than Victoria. Victoria or, or Victoria. But yeah. we but we didn't intend going into Victoria because it was really a lot of COVID cases at that point. But things have changed so much now that there's there's no COVID running around anymore. Yeah. So now it's South Australia. Yeah. And mm-hmm. for us so now where we where we were going to go from Queensland and skip potentially New South Wales and Victoria and go south, straight into South Australia, we're now in New South Wales and we're strongly heading towards um, Victoria and we're probably going to have to fly out from Melbourne. So we want to do a lap where we start in Perth and end in Perth. Uh, okay. But because of the, uh, the South Australia covid yeah, we might skip that because if we do that, then we don't have to isolate back. Mm. So if we fly out from Melbourne back to Perth, we don't have to self-isolate for two weeks. That's, yeah. mm. okay. that's what he's saying. Yeah. So we headed off with a plan, but it was fairly flexible. Yeah. Plan. We had an idea. As yeah. opposed to I think you kind of have to when you're traveling the country. Yeah. Down. <laughs> and we, we now sort of know when you started about and, well, it, traveling right. for four months and stuff. But why did you start? So why did you decide to go? Well, we want to do Well, first up, I've got long service leave. And with the kids getting into school, Monaco is in year one. He's the eldest. So that's basically probably the most serious one. So we mm. thought, well, it's this the easiest now. Pulling him out for one term. He's in kindy. Pulling him out for one term is just not going to be dramatic. Everything yeah. going into kindy next year. So if we're back before we start, perfect. So we thought maybe this is a good time. Mm. But we wanted to go in in May, maybe two months in May, hit Asia, and then two months say in December, around about this time, hit like America or Mexico, something like that. But that will go out of the water, and then we thought, well, let's do the whole lot. Yeah. Do a trip, get as far as we can. And when when are you finishing off? Are you going to be home for Christmas? No, we will be okay. on the road. Where are you going to spend Christmas? We, we don't know. In oh, okay. <laughs> we don't know yet, to be honest. We, so when we made our plan, obviously we said we're very flexible, but we never said we're going to be here on this date and there on that date. The only things we had was the start and finish dates. Yeah. And then we said, well, firstly, COVID. You, you, can't, you couldn't plan around COVID really. Mm. So we had to be flexible mm. because we weren't sure which borders we were going to cross or not cross or whether we'd have to self-isolate um but the, the the one thing that we did do is when we planned we started off at the like two days before the september school holidays last year 
sorry, not no, last year, this we're year. Not, we're not there we're yet. We're almost next year. Um, <laughs> in, and, and we knew that everybody wanted to go camping and yep. go on holidays in Perth as well. So we were heading towards Galbari, Monkey Maya, Exmouth, those spots. Coral Bay. Coral Bay. And we decided that we were going to book at least the first 10 nights just somewhere. To get a spot. Just so that we had somewhere mm. to stay for the night mm. because it was our first few days in the motorhome. We didn't know how we were going to go. So we decided, um, yeah, we'll, we'll book 10 nights, the first 10 nights. And then from there on, as when we got closer to Broome, we were happy to, to then ride the wave out and see, yeah. <laughs> see how it goes. And also by then we would have had an idea of how well we travel, how far can we go in a day with the kids uh, or not. And, but we, we did that first section fairly, fairly quick. We just, wanted just to, to get, get to sort the of border. through and get to the Queensland coast was our mm. main um, mm. initially without doing it too, too silly. We like the tropical weather and it was still coolish, coolish in Perth. So we wanted to get to warm spaces. Yes. The thing is traveling with children our age, you can't, you know, we like the idea of world schooling. We're not the kind of parents who want to do homeschooling, copying a curriculum that's delivered at school in to our children when we deliver it. We're not into that. If we were going to do something, it would have to be where it's the travels and the world that teaches our children as we go along. Mm-hmm. What they see, what questions they ask, that yeah. leads to the next one and to the next one. And But that said, they are still really young and at this age they could not care less on whether they are in melbourne or in sydney or going to a museum or seeing six hundred thousand pelicans or you know it's just their interest is swimming playing scooters scooters riding bikes and being children like being young kids yeah that's what they want to do they want to see other kids sometimes play with other friends has been amazing for caravan parks you won't be able to do this if you're in an airbnb or in hotels it's not the same so even though you might think caravanning might be for people i, I don't know of a different kind of social stature i, I don't know there might be that or idea age out group or, or age group or whatever it is for us the, the one of the greatest advantages of going to caravan parks are the fact that our children their kids on the jumping pillow, in the swimming pool, mm. just around the outside where you, you know, mm. parked for yeah. the night. If you're hanging outside and waiting for breakfast or whatever, there are always other kids around, mm. and they love that. Yes, that's what that that's what makes them interested. Not looking out the window on the so many beach that we're driving past or mountains like they they they're just mm. young. Yes. Yeah. Maybe older kids, maybe later in primary school, it would be different. But um, yeah, so we've had to plan our trip around that a lot because for us, we wanted to have our kids happy as well as mm. for us to be able to see Australia. So mm. on one side, it made it easier for us because it was fairly simple planning that way. Because it's a little bit repetitive from our point of view. It's a little bit repetitive from their point of view. It's great And on the other side it's been a little bit difficult because things that we wanted to do and see we might have Mm. to skip and not do Mm. Just because they won't find the value in it at this stage 
That yeah. was a one side, and the other side we didn't we didn't come at four by four. So a lot of the places that we really wanted to go to, we couldn't be any case whether we were just yeah. the two of us or four yeah. or six of us. And that was a that was a difficult decision for us to make before we left off when we started planning our trip around Australia. Is do you do a motorhome? Do you do a four by four in a caravan? Do you do a you know you would know because you guys are in the middle of planning tent. as well. <laughs> yeah, there are so many options yeah. that you can do. So many different ways that you mm. could do it. We we don't have a four by four back in Perth. We have an SUV, but it's not a four by four. And so for us, we thought if it's a two by four, we weren't going to sell our car and buy a new one. It's just a four month thing for us. Mm. So we thought if we were going to go with a, a two by four, we might as well have a motorhome because we can go in the same, mm. we can't go anywhere differently with a car and a caravan than with a motorhome, which is a two by four. Cause you're not allowed to go on, gravel dirt roads with a motor home obviously that yeah. i think they allow us 12 k's 12 k's one, one way, way. It's, it's fine okay on gravel on dirt roads so we could we could have pulled a caravan but we still would not have been able to do the four by four area so it's sort of pointless to, to do it that way mm. and your your setup pack up is a little bit quicker with a caravan we thought and especially mm. since we wanted to travel certain sections very fast i mean i don't think it's viable to do a one-night stop regularly with a caravan setup mm. some people might but i think it's a bit of a hassle it would depend on your crew as well if the crew well, is a little bit thing. older and they can help I out just wanted to say, you know, <laughs> yeah that's different <laughs> with four young kids it is it's just a mission doing your day-to-day -day routine with them not even to mention traveling yeah. such distances. So we've not been on holiday, putting our feet up, yeah. lying next to the swimming pool every day. I've it's been on leave. <laughs> we need a holiday after this. Yeah. But it's probably we, better than having your leave at home. Yeah, no, definitely. It's because then you just get stuck in stuff that yeah. sort of expected to do. Mm. Yeah. Uh, it's it's good. It's, it's still holiday. It still gets your mind off the normal day, yeah. day which is great, which is sort of a holiday in the first place. Yeah, no, but but that's but what been, we set, we've been busy. But that's what we set out to do. Mm. We didn't set out to go and lie next to the beach or next to the swimming pool. Otherwise, we could have stayed in Perth for four months in a hotel or something. You know, it's different. We wanted to spend this time with our children to we'll, try and we'll get there. We'll get there. <laughs> At some point they'll be old enough to stay in the pool by themselves. Yeah. yeah. Watch from the side. Oh, We're not there point. yet. Well they just stay at home <laughs> and you go to the hotel by yourselves. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So let's so let's yeah, talk about so, the things that you sort of did enjoy then. The Any favorite destinations that you've seen so far or places that you still Ooh, plan plenty. on going seeing? Plenty. Look we've we've seen sort of the west coast of wa before so obviously there's, the there's very good spots there mm -hmm. uh monkey Maya, and then the the reef uh, at, uh, at x mouth is something special to see and experience uh we sort of just skipped by those but stopped at some very interesting places along the way a few stations where we've, where we've stopped but to answer your question broom very mm. good. We love room. Surprise. Room was very nice. Yeah. Uh, then Cairns, Early Beach, Hamilton Island is a. Yeah, I agree. I love that. Cairns. Was oh. Yapoon, Grad Keppel Island. That is very special too. Mm. 
we wanted to go to the islands in the Great Barrier Reef. That was a big thing for us on our list, uh, wish list. So we made an effort to go. It's, it's very expensive. Um, uh, you can do cheaper versions, I guess, of things, but we, mm. we wanted to go to Hamilton Island and stay a few nights on the actual island. So we, le- we just left our motorhome in the parking lot of the ferry company and we stayed for three nights in an apartment um, there. It's like Airbnb options. You don't have to stay in a hotel there. You can book Airbnbs, which was great. Mm. Yeah, um, I'll highly recommend that. Even yeah. if you travel like us and you can find places where you can park your caravan for a few days and just hop on the ferry and, and go and do that. That's, that's yeah. definitely and, a, and we sort go. of, yeah. And uh, okay. And then the other thing we did was really spectacular uh, was we rented a, a, car- a catamaran. Yeah. So for, for a couple of nights, we yeah, but we didn't we didn't skipper it our own ourselves. We it, it was actually through Airbnb that we found the cat mm. and wow. we booked it. And it's a private guy who rents out his cat and then he provides the skipper as well. So they skip you to the island, Great Skipper Island. Thank you down, and then it gets off. Yeah, or well, it takes you snorkeling around the island where you want to go with your boat for the, well, however many nights you want to have the boat for, mm. and then. And then you just drop him off with your little tinny or whatever it is what the, to the beach. And then he makes his own way wherever he goes. And he then he grabs the ferry back. And then he come and pick you up whenever you want to go back. And then he back. sails you back to the main mainland. And mm. oh, it's been to wake up on a boat and all you see around yourself is that turquoise, turquoise yeah. water. Yeah. And the tropical fishes literally there right around you wow. is an incredible experience. Mm. The only thing I wanted to do all the time was just jump into the water off the boat. Like it, it's like a magnet. <laughs> so that, that, was, that was really special for us. How we justify doing that um, in a way is we said, we'll try and pre-camp as much as we can. Mm. So we use Wiki Camp, as you would know. Uh, we also bought the book Camps Australia Wide, which I have to be honest, we've hardly used. We thought we would be using it a lot more. We've yeah, hardly we've, used it. We've the mainly only used thing, that to see whether roads were sealed or gravel. Mm. Because for us, that's an issue. We're not allowed to go on gravel yeah. roads. And in Australia, you never know. You might be driving on a, on a, on a uh, what do you call this, bitumen road with one moment and the next moment it's, it's like gravel. Yeah. It's like, what? Right. <laughs> you can't see that on Google Maps. It doesn't show that. So, or, it's, or it's a double lane. All of a sudden, it's a, it's a single lane road. Yeah. A few kilometers. Uh, both ways. Both yeah. directions. One lane road. Yeah. It's weird. So then what you, they call it developmental roads. So, and you might know this, but for us, it was something totally new. So mm. you drive on a on the double road, like two, one, one this way, one that way. And then as soon as the road becomes one lane, you just drive whichever direction until there might be somebody coming from the front. And then you both go one wheel on the bitumen, one wheel on the gravel. And then if you pass and then you go. <laughs> Unless it's a truck, get out of the way. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and lots of trucks on the road, lots and lots and lots of trucks. So between Broome and Cairns, the most traffic that we saw were trucks. Mm. very little caravans but before broom almost all that we saw were caravans <laughs> then to continue with your question if you travel south from cairns we stopped at quite a few of the um swimming some pool boulders places yeah i can't remember all their names but they were Babinda really... boulders were you there we were there we were oh, at yeah. um 
Yes, Jacqueline Falls. Falls. Just, uh, Josephine Falls. Oh, that's Josephine it. Falls. Josephine Falls. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's lots of Falls. Day. Yeah, I've seen. Anyway, all around that, all around Cairns. Those. So that was one of the other things we really wanted to do is go to the inland water pools, not just mm. the beaches. We wanted to see the, the um, freshwater. Spring water. Um, spring water kind of lakes and swimming holes. Sorry, it's Afrikaans coming through here. <laughs> <laughs> the Northern Territory met the rank was special like that too because that was a hot water spring. Oh, that's yeah. very cool, yeah. That's weird. That's like something really yeah, that's unexpected really in the middle of nowhere. slash weird experience, but that is very good. If you pass by, they go there. Well, you will, if, you will pass by there. If you're driving from WA to... Queensland, oh, you and you and you have it. to go on a bitumen road, mm. then you will go past there because there's no other way. Yeah. Um, so we did not go around the top of the Northern Territory. We had to go down the middle because of the fact that we had to stick with bitumen bit. roads. Yeah. And if we wanted to go up the top, we couldn't. You need a four by four to go on certain stretches of those, which we were sad about because we really wanted to yeah. go and see those um, spots up there. But anyway, we didn't. So our favourites mm. are Broome, Cairns. Early Beach slash Hamilton Island, Yapoon slash Great Keppel Island, Noosa, Byron, Byron Bay. Bay. And we're now just at the beginning of New South Wales, so we can't say much further <laughs> from what's at the bottom. Yeah, there's Coast still line. more to come up. Beautiful here. You guys must be so excited for your own trip. Oh, we are. We, we are, hear yeah. about all these stories and places people have been. We know like lots of places now, but it's like, writing down all the places we're going to mm. need like years to actually see it all. Mm. <laughs> yeah. And then I have to sort of tick stuff off what you can't fit in because you only have that much time. Mm. Yeah. yeah. And then the things we do like as well as the tips and tricks. So do you, do you have any tips and tricks or things that you've noticed yeah. when you started or well, maybe with your kids is having, Oh kids, yeah. We, yeah definitely. It, comes, when it comes into packing. If you think you might use something, leave it. <laughs> It takes, yeah. it takes up space, and especially yeah. if you have sort of once multiple stops, uh, multiple things that fits in one place, depending on which one you're using at the time. Yeah. If you don't use that thing, you continuously have to move it this way and that way, this way and that way. You yeah. Realize that you didn't have to bring this thing to move yes. it around all the time. Yeah. That's one. The other thing is, uh, we've always been light travelers anyway. So with our children, we only packed this deep and this big. That's it. And all of their clothes fit into that. Wow. Uh, four kids, you know, it's mm. four boxes, but it's like this much. That's it. Mm. The thing is, traveling around Australia, you're outdoors most of the time. And it's summer. It's warm. It's mm. dusty. It's red dirt. Mm. The clothes don't last. But as you know, every town you drive into, there's most likely to be either a Kmart or a Big W or a Target. And you just throw away what's not usable anymore. Yeah, after you've washed it and it doesn't come clean, of course. You know, not just, yeah. So we we wash, we wash about every three days. And that's the nice thing about caravan parks, obviously, is we just know as soon as we stop, First thing we got to do is put in a load of washing because it needs some time to dry. We don't like to put it in the dryer, so put the washing in and, and let it dry. And then by the time by the next morning when it's time to go, things have dried up. So we're we're usually good in that sense. But yeah, so packing light, packing light. We have one box of toys for the kids, one for all four kids. The box is a little just a plastic crate about. Yeah. 
this wide and this deep, one plastic right, all the wheelers. I have to choose. It's got to fit in here. If it doesn't fit, it's not going. And I'm going to create for shoes. And one crate for everybody's shoes. So, <laughs> so basically two pairs for everybody. Yeah, one Close pair toes of and a pair sandals of and a pair of trainers or whatever it is. Close toes and That's open it. toes. Yeah. Then I would have a plan, but be flexible. Mm. Yeah. If you don't have a sort of an idea of where you want to be when, as you know, you've got so many places on your list, plot them out and then stay longer. If the place mm. is not as what you expected it to be, move on. Mm. Well, you only have that much time. No point staying in a place that you're not really enjoying all that much just because somebody yeah. else enjoyed it. Exactly. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. And then some other tips we have are oh, little bits and pieces. Uh, we've, we brought along uh, in the car or in the motorhome. Kids need to have stuff to keep them busy. That's been a big thing for us. We were really concerned before we left that our little girl, uh, that was the biggest concern for would be a terror when we're driving because mm. whenever we'd get in the car in Perth she would be crying she hated it and she's been absolutely the opposite she's been a breeze she's been a breeze she's been so good we think it's a way the motorhome seating is set up I think that yeah. helps because the seating is toward each other so the, the so four of them two. face yeah. each other so we think yeah, that nice. makes a difference well um, and then we bought at IKEA just these little plastic um, trays that fit on their laps so they can put a little bowl or an iPad or a writing pad and their pens or something they can they can write it's like a little mm. desk on their mm. laps and that that helps a lot mm. um, and yeah so something to entertain the kids with yeah but it might either be whatever they into at the time yeah but so if things coloring in mm. if it's writing if it's an iPad whatever and then snacks and try to do healthy snacks otherwise it's, it's so our boys are into Beyblades at least well, two of them and then this little one-year-old girl is also <laughs> starting to like the Beyblades <laughs> so they have a little Beyblade stadium that they can put there's a table between them when they're mm. sitting which is really handy as well they can put the Beyblade stadium on there and they can sort of play Beyblades as well while wow. we're traveling so that helps yeah. Yeah. Um, but as little as possible stuff and then another thing is take bikes that would be my suggestion if you've got if, little kids if yeah. you have space to take the yeah. bikes, take the bikes. we've got one bike and we've got six scooters six scooters mm. scooters are great if you're in a proper big caravan park i would say sort of your big town caravan park with bitumen roads where the mm. roads are sealed but really otherwise well. it's basically all just gravel and sand no, no good for scooters yeah. and then it's mm. oh, i want to go on the bike i want to yeah. Can't bike, yeah. The problem with a, with our motorhome is it doesn't have a bike rack at the back of the vehicle, so we have to put the bike inside the car, which is mm. annoying because you know it stands in the passageway or it's on the bed or somewhere. So we have mm. to keep moving the bike out of the way. Yeah. But but the bike has been really good because it can go on all terrains. It can go on the bitumen and on the gravel and on the wherever the kids can ride bikes. What else would you reckon? Uh, in terms of tips? Yeah. Um, chargers. Ah, chargers. chargers, chargers, and enough cables to charge everything oh, yeah. at the same time. For electronics. Plan yeah. so you can set up a sort of a charging cable. Mm. When you're in a campsite where you have power, power it up so you can charge everything in one go. Mm. So have multiple issue um, USB plugins and cables. Because I mean, 
you might experience the same as us because we uh, do record all our stuff. So we have cameras, we have the GoPro, we have phones. We have our own YouTube channel. So we're making iPads, videos all the time. Laptops, mm. I mean, you name it. Everything needs charging. We have drone. Everything needs charging. Yeah. And four iPads, of course, for and the little kids. Mobile phones, and the list doesn't stop. <laughs> yeah. I so, yeah, lots of charging options. Um, and as soon as you stop wherever it is, and if you're plugging into a caravan park, put on every, make it as part of your ritual. The, you stop, um, fill up the water tank, because <laughs> you never know when you might need it. Fill up the water tank. Um, charge, put everything on charger, go to the laundry, throw the stuff in the laundry, and then you start relaxing. And yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Otherwise, when you realize you've got to do those things, it's too late, and then you're moving on again, and then it's like, why didn't we do that? You know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 That's and, and the other thing that you said as well would be good is to keep keep a routine, which is what we're trying to do. We, we generally try to keep fit and healthy. So, you know, when we were doing our normal day-to-day -day job, we'd exercise every day. We have mm. some kind of routine, morning routine, rituals, things that you do, you know, mm. the type, type mm. of breakfast that you eat, whatever. So we try to not eat out as much as mm. people would normally do. I think when you're on a holiday, mm. we try and eat in as often as possible because for us, our health is extremely important mm. and we, we exercise as much as we can. If that means we have to get up earlier in the morning to get it done because of our kids, as soon as our kids wake up, things get much harder then that's what we do. So often we'll, we'll get up at 5.30 in the morning. We brought our exercise mats with us. So little yoga mats, which has yep. been really good. So that's another tip. Uh, they go on the bed away. Um, and then wherever you stop, even free camps next to the road, we've taken them out, we roll them out on the gravel. And then you have your little space where you can mm do some some form of exercise yeah. you know you don't need much you can just mm. by doing sit-ups and push-ups and squats and whatever you, you don't need more than a square meter around you so yeah. that's been really important for us to keep our sanity yeah have a routine but it will largely depend on your setup and then be flexible about it mm. I mean, someday you'll be able to do it three four days in a row the same and then the next day depending on whatever you might not and it's mm. fine yeah. But we don't have a holiday mindset in that sense. We just, to us, that's part of our life every day. Whether we're on holiday or not, we, yeah. we don't stop doing those things. Because you, if you start getting sick, you start feeling sluggish. Oh, and the other thing is, goodness, if you want to have a motorhome, make sure you are <laughs> almost fit and in shape. Because it's small, the spaces are very tight. You've got to really squeeze past each other when you know when you're in i don't know caravans might be the same setup but yeah. it's uh, yeah if if you are of a different build and with and if you're not able to climb up onto things and climb down you'll find it hard to be in a home especially you know we've got kids sleeping at the top so we have that little ladder that we climb up and down even our bed is not set up um, like a normal double bed where yeah, you, walk you walk around and you, it's, a, it's yeah. a bed you climb into and you yeah. climb oh, yeah. out okay. climb over. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, it's a lot of climbing up and down into things and squeezing past. And even the shower, mm. we very seldom actually use our shower on board. We have a shower on board, but we mostly no, use the we caravan use, we use parks. The parks. We use it for storage. Mm. <laughs> yeah. So you spoke about your YouTube channel. Sorry. 
Now yeah, I just want to say the toilet on board is absolutely amazing. Uh, That's been a lifesaver. Just that oh, is great. The uh, you know with, if you have six people, everybody have and especially small ones that goes regularly. Yeah, as they, you would know, they, they, you can just pull off. Yeah. The road. Anywhere. So you, can go. you don't have to pull off the road, get out, get in the back in the caravan, get out, come back, or look for a rest station where there's yep. facilities. You can just pull off, leave the car running. You can even keep sitting if they're big enough, they go, they get back in. And you keep driving again. Buckle up, yeah. off you go. So yeah. that's that saved us a lot of time. Yeah. If we had to wait for a rest stop or oh, look for it, oh, we'd, still be, we'd still be in WA. Mm. <laughs> Yeah, that's one thing we want in our caravan is to make sure that there's a proper bathroom there for us and the kids yeah. to use. Yeah. They're still small. Yeah. Two and three. The, the smallest one is only still, it's almost well, off his nappies. Yeah, he's, he's only sleeping in his nappies. Yeah. yeah, so, but he goes every hour. So. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely, yes. Yeah, yeah, and they and, do, and so they should. Yeah, and, and that's the other thing. If you have little kids, you still have your uh, child seats that they got to ride in. So mm. that's another bit of um but obviously we knew this when we when we started off is that where we have a six birth motorhome which means that there are three double beds we technically can't use the one double bed ever because the kids seats are permanently fixed to that uh, yep. space and so mm. we can't take when you can't take the seats unless out, you're eager enough to take all the seats out every, every day, day every day yeah every morning no <laughs> enough yeah. scooters and bikes and guitars and whatever to yeah. move around everywhere. Yeah, so, so we gradually started getting mentally ready to live in smaller spaces before we left. Mm. So all our kids slept in one room and because we like them sleeping in one room and sharing, they've got and it's a big bunk room. beds, it's a big room, but still, you know, we've, we've started getting used to smaller confined spaces and sharing things and sharing wardrobes and things. Yeah. So when we when we left, it wasn't a shock for the kids to go from all the space to suddenly nothing. That's clever. Um, to answer your question in terms of socials, yes. So we, we do have a YouTube channel and um, people can find us at Chamonix TV. So that's C-H-A-M-O-N-I-X TV. Uh, and yeah, so we're, we're, <laughs> we're, we're calling our trip 100 sunsets around Australia in 100 days. And nice. we have literally uh, to this point 69 70 70 sunsets up until now so we've oh. got another 30 to go and we've got about a, a a quarter of our trip left so there's no problem in terms of them um, getting we've got about 15 days extra that we gave ourselves so we've, we're, we're on the road for 115 days but we're saying yeah. 100 sunsets for those in case days <laughs> Where yeah. we didn't manage to get a sunset, or we didn't get a sunset, or we might be three, four days at the same spot, not going mm -hmm. anywhere, not doing much other than what we did the day before. Yeah. Uh, so then it ended up boring, just having the same spot, same activity, yeah. three days in a row. <laughs> uh, we'll lose. We'll so lose yeah, them. so we've we've um, we've published four, three or four sunsets by now, three sunsets. And it's been hard to edit on the road. Mm. No surprise. I know editing. Ah, that, um, and Sorry for interrupting. That's okay. Reception. Yeah. Mobile slash internet reception. As soon as you move out of WA, then 
your signal move away. No reception. Yeah. Unless you are in a town or at a roadhouse. Nothing. We thought the reception would be worse in WA, but it's been yeah. the best so far. Northern Territory. Uh -huh. Nada. Go WA. Yes. 200 meters past the roadhouse, gone. Oh, wow. And even, even yeah. the whole east, uh, western part of Queensland until we've sort of got close to Cairns. But even, but even on the, but even on the coast, in between towns here yeah. in on the east coast, you would like, you like now. We were just driving. We were near Newcastle. We were driving from whatever the mm. town before Newcastle was no, Newcastle. And then there bar. are spots where there's no, and we're on the main road, and then there's nothing. Mm. <laughs> it's like really? Wow. Are you serious? The 21st century. We're in east coast of Australia, and there's mm. no reception. So for us, that's been a shock. So be aware of that, and if yeah. you need reception. Be, be aware of that because mm. that has been so, we didn't, we didn't mm. think it was mm. going to be that so hard. so what one of our things that that's made it harder for us is we we have a dji osmo that we use on our mobile phone to to take our footage with and mobile phones because the mobile phones are incredibly great quality perfect no issues the, that's the, the best camera is the camera you have on you okay mm. so the first stretch we did a lot of footage on the cameras and the then oh, sorry on the phones the phone cameras and then we started trying to download the footage because what happens is it keeps it on the phone then it sends it to the cloud and then you got to try and get it from your phone to the, to the, to the yep. computer yep and that's a night it's from an absolute nightmare like, no. yes well even just from your phone to the computer even trying so because now what we're trying to do now is to hot uh, not hot what you call it airdrop we're trying to airdrop our phone footage to the laptop but even that is a, it's a pain so if you want to do footage, I'd suggest grab a GoPro or something with an SD card that you can take yeah. out and you can put into the device and you just download it all to your computer immediately. Oh. So that has made things harder for us to edit. And the other thing is also with Premiere Pro when you're editing, I didn't realize this, but you actually need to be logged into Premiere Pro and sometimes it pops you out. So at times when I was, okay, I'm ready to go. I've got all my external hard drives with my footage on. I'm now going to sit here and edit because there's nothing else to do or whatever it might be. Um, I can't log into Premiere Pro because it, once you're in, it was fine. Then you, yeah, then but you, then you can go outside the reception mm. area. Yeah, once you're in, it, but it, you get in, you need to have reception. Sometimes you try to get back into the editing program and no. then it, it, for some reason, logged you out. And because you're, you don't have reception, you can't log back in, so you can't edit. So there's Crazy. like a couple of days going by that you can't do any editing work, yeah. you know, things like that. So it's made, mm. editing has been really hard. Obviously mm. taking videos, different angles. If you want to do a good quality thing, because we, we really try to go out of our way to get good B-roll, A-roll, B-roll, all those kinds of shots. Um, it takes time. Everything takes much longer. If you just want to go mm. for a bike ride, everything takes four times as, as long well. if you want to take footage. And we don't do this every day. <laughs> yeah. So you forget, oh, why didn't we do B-roll of that? That would have been great. Oh, oh, we missed that. Yeah. So for us, it's important <laughs> to try and make as... as editing and photography videos quality wise as we can but on the other hand we're also moving a lot mm. and have four kids and we need oh. to have reality in check so um getting that balance right is hard mm. and um yeah it's just we, we we're just very glad that we're doing that because everything starts getting a blur yeah. a lot of the times when you're not taking footage because you're so spoiled you see so mm. many new places all the time 
that you start forgetting what each place looked like. So the thing with the videos is even, you know, we're making it for other people to be able to almost go on with us. And we want to share, we want to be authentic and we share the highs and the lows and, and everything and the kids falling and the whatever it is, you know, it's, we're, we're like authentic. Yeah, and at the same time, it's sort of for ourselves too. For ourselves to be able to look back. I mean, she, she won't remember nothing about the script. Yeah. yeah. I don't think. Yeah. Now we can show her that she was singing on camera. Yeah. <laughs> she did her first podcast. It'll be the same for you guys when you go on your trip. The three-year-old yeah. might remember small snippets, but in five or ten years' time, they'll be able to look back and say, oh, there I was. Yeah. I, I was there and there. Yeah, 100%. Place. I've been there, yeah. I've been there and there, and I have an idea of what it looks like. Oh, another tip that I'm just thinking about. We've made effort of chatting to other people as we go along, who we can see have been on the road for a while as well. And they always come up with their best places to go to. And we found that really fascinating. Mm. So we'll just say to people, so what's the, you know, what's your best two or three spots like down the New South Wales coast? And then well, they'll give it to you. going in that and, direction. What do you yeah, recommend, do you recommend? For the next few days? And that's, that's lovely. We, you know, we, we took that on board and then we go there. Yeah, we, we've <laughs> we've quite, made quite a few older couples, which is just, Traveling as great, couples. Great nomads. Mm. Mm. And they've been fabulous. No, really. we love them. Yeah. Traveling community is so great, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, we thank you guys so much for stopping. Yeah. <laughs> Next and to the sharing road, literally. All your stories. Yeah. And sharing your stories and your That's love for, for what you're doing. Um, yeah. And giving, I think there was awesome tips in there for families, mm, especially. Definitely. So I'm pretty sure the listeners will enjoy this podcast and. We'll, um, we'll leave you to get to your next destination, which sounds awesome as well. And can't wait to see the rest of it. Thank you. Monica know how to say the like and subscribe it. Can you tell them, can tell all the viewers that they need to like yes, and subscribe please tell all the their channel. They the Travelling Friends of Australia YouTube channel. Yes, they do. What? Have to like and subscribe. Thanks, guys. It was lovely right, to chat to you. And we can't wait for you to make your dream a reality too. Yes. Yeah. And we'll catch up soon. See you Thanks, guys. guys. All right. Thank yeah. you. Thanks. Bye. Bye. So that was another awesome episode of Travelling Friends of Australia. Thank you for listening and we hope you enjoyed it. There are many more travelling stories yet to be told. And you will be hearing those right here on Travelling Friends of Oz. Please share the podcast and remember to subscribe to not miss out on any adventures. Extra tips, podcast insights, friend connections can be found on Travelling Friends of Australia's Instagram, TikTok and YouTube. If you would like to be featured, get in contact with ourselves through any of the social media platforms or request a feature via our website www.hustleandchill.com Thanks, friends, and see you on the next episode.